We all get it. Postpartum and the years after having a baby is no walk in the park. But you know what? It isn't just about depression or anxiety either. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, homesteading mama with four wild kids, whose life passion and education is all about supporting mothers and providers and understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. What we know as common sense in the postpartum years has many women feeling just plain awful. It's time to bring back the truth, get you the tools you need to heal, and thrive in motherhood and beyond. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. You are in for a very special treat. Recently, I had the privilege of interviewing seven incredible women. And I'm going to be sharing with you these interviews over the next several podcasts. And this was actually an interview series that we did when we had our nourishing postpartum retreat, which happened this last September and an effort to launch our brand new postpartum university. So you're seeing all of the transition happening on our podcast and on our Instagram and all of the things. And to bring that transition and just to really celebrate that, we had these incredible speakers join us for the Nourishing Postpartum Retreat. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share with you this retreat interviewee and enjoy. Hello, welcome. I have Zoe Itkin here. And Zoe is incredibly passionate to support women and birthing people and navigating this profound inner journey that is motherhood. How did this become your work and your gift to the world, Zoe? I started in the doula world quite a long time ago now. It's uh, It's been about almost 10 years. I was in grad school out in LA studying creative writing, poetry, which I think really aligns with the work that I do around identity and birth and all of that. So that's what I was doing at the time. And I, I had friends from my hometown Memphis who came to live in LA as well. And one of their relatives was teaching a fertility awareness class. And she was like, oh, she's a doula. She does this. You should, you would totally love her because you're all into this menstrual health stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check this class out. And she said that she'd been a birth doula. This is Becca Gordon. For anyone who knows her, she's amazing. One of my first doula mentors and, and just a good friend. But she said, I'm doing a postpartum doula training with Kappa in Valencia, where I was living and like, other than CalArts, not a lot goes on up there. It's very suburban. So I was like, oh, wow, how you know, fortuitous that it would actually be happening where I live. Um, and so I took that training the last semester of grad school and started with postpartum work because I was already comfortable with babies. I've been doing childcare since I was 13, you know, just kind of a typical <laughs> story of a baby lover, you know. Um, and I thought, that's something I feel comfortable doing is being in the home with a family. Birth was a little scary sounding to me at first because you don't know when it's going to happen. And I'd never been to a birth. So I dove into postpartum first. And, you know, I was not a mother at that time. I was 25 and really just excited to help families have that adjustment go well, but really didn't know much about the more psycho-spiritual aspects of the process that I think now are really the forefront of the work I do. 
because it just wasn't told to me in the training. You know, we talked about postpartum mood disorders and things like that, but I didn't really understand how profound that transition could be until I was working with moms. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a thing. And there's a lot of grief involved in this process. And there's a lot of shadow side to this that people are not talking about. And it just started kind of bubbling out, like in the conversations that I would have with these clients. And and then over the years, and then certainly having my own experience, I'm like, holy moly, this is it. This is like the work here. It's just being there with the mother and helping navigate this transformation that's happening with not only with the body, because that's definitely a big part of, of the postpartum adjustment, but also just within the self. So it's been a journey to get to where I am. Such a beautiful journey though. And I, and I love this topic so much because you're right. You know, that, that psycho spiritual aspect of motherhood is not taught about in the least bit. We, this is, this is probably, you know, I remember hearing this term many years ago and it was the first time that I had ever heard it. And I've had three kids, right. And, and so we, we don't speak on this and, and it's relationship to, you know, identity and motherhood. And this is, this is truly an, a topic that you are an expert in. You have built an incredible training program that includes all of this information and kind of inter interweaves this topic in, you know, in regards to the identity shift. And maybe expand on that a little bit because we have this vague idea of what it means, right? We have this vague understanding of this topic and it, it is kind of hard to put into words. Maybe you can share a little bit with us about how this is one of the most, you know, difficult tasks of new motherhood. And what does it really mean to experience this identity shift and this psycho spiritual aspect and, and all of the things? What, is it, what does this mean, really? Yeah. And it, I do want to just say, yes, we do weave it into embodied doula trainings because as providers, as postpartum doula providers, I think we're doing a disservice to postpartum people and their partners and their families if we're not being often the only person in that, in that person's life to get it in that way and to really hold a container for that conversation because so much of what's expected of the postpartum adjustment is, well, your body's going to feel horrible. We all know that, right? That's the conversation, but you're supposed to love it, right? You're supposed to love and, and be joyful in this experience and be so grateful that you have your healthy baby. And it's like, there's a lot more to it. And I saw that very quickly in the work. And so being that I am you know, a poet, I'd certainly like to work with metaphor. And I think metaphors are very grounding for people because it gives you something relatable that you can kind of hold on to when we're talking about something that is so inner journey oriented, right? And is very different for all, all people, depending on, you know, who they are, where they're coming from with their postpartum journey. And I do think the identity shifts that are coming up are going to be different depending on you know, if it's a first time mom, if it's a third time mom, if it's a, a trans or non-binary person giving birth and having baby, that's going to be a different kind of identity journey that I really don't even have words for because it's not my experience. But I, I, I think that's important to acknowledge. And then also the partners are going through their own and there's really nothing for them. 
And there's like zero for partners, especially cis men. Like no one cares what their emotional journey is becoming a parent. They're just like, get back to work, make it happen, you know? And, and so I, I just want to be that person for this family and, and even grandparents. I do a lot of this conversation with grandparents too, because they're having their own identity process and, and there's not anyone there for that either. So what I see, you know, I kind of go into this metaphor that I like to use specifically for the postpartum person and specifically, you know, for a postpartum person who, you know, they are the one who gave birth because certainly I think adoptive families also are having their own identity transformations when they're having babies, you know, families that use a surrogate, like that mom maybe didn't give birth to her baby, but she's certainly in her own postpartum adjustment, you know, so But specifically with the body adjustment, I think that grounds it in this really physically present way where you, you step out of the birth and you're really open, right? Like this, we, we know sort of from Chinese medicine, there's just this, this energy kind of outpour from the birth. There's blood loss, all that. And you're very susceptible. That's why they talk about like warming the postpartum person, right? So you step out and you're kind of cracked open and. And there's this fog to me, like there's just this fog all around where you can only really see what is present right here, you know, and that's the baby definitely is like the most, you know, needing of, of something, you know, so you're really focused on that. And then there's the body aspects because you're feeling discomforts and the bleeding and the breast engorgement and all those things. So everything is really right here in this moment. And you can't really even see outside of that, right? It's like, you can't even picture like what it would be like to just go to the grocery store or something very, you know, mundane like that. And as you get further away from the birth, it clears, right? You can see things more. You maybe see more people. Maybe you're outside of your house. Maybe you just come out of the bedroom, you know, um, your world expands a little bit more each week that you get away from the birth. And so I think using that metaphor just helps people kind of understand like where they are in the process is like, this part of the process is right here and you have to be right here and in that. And then it will come because I think they get very, you know, sort of like in that and they're like, there's nothing else but this. This is so hard. I'm just right here and I can't get out of it. And it's like, well, I promise you each week you're going to see a little bit more, a little bit more and your world will expand. And, and I think that just gives them hope and, and, clarity to what that that journey is going to look like. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I, and I love that metaphor so much and you know it kind of reminded me of this this time in our lives where there's so much uncertainty. We don't have the answers. We don't understand what it's going to look like in 3 months and 6 months and 1 year and we are currently living in a very uncertain period in in our world right now. And so I feel like postpartum is very much that that time too and it's the unknowing that often brings about so much fear for not only the the postpartum person but also for the family as a whole mm-hmm. and and it's a lot of times because we don't get the privilege of witnessing postpartum you know I and I've said it in another interview before it's kind of like this secret club you know, postpartum is the secret club and and nobody's invited until we're in the throes of the postpartum experience. And by then it's really hard to kind of learn something new or to fully grasp what's happening to the body because you're just simply trying to survive. Yeah. And I, I, that's an important thing to remind people is like, you're, 
you're in this period where you just have to ride through it a little bit. Like you, you just have to be there. That's all you can do because your baby needs so much of you in that early time and your body needs so much rest. And I do think the baby becomes very present in this culture, you know, and I think that the body does get ignored quite often as, I mean, we wouldn't have jobs, I think, otherwise if, if there wasn't a cultural problem there, you know, that people need this kind of deep care in the postpartum that isn't built into our society, you know, as it should be. But absolutely. And I think you're right about the present culture. It's like we're all in this fog right now because we really don't know. And it's very, it can be very destabilizing, right? To be in that space where you, especially for these clients, I know you've had them too, they're so type A and love to plan. And then the birth happens. The birth does what it does to you, which just blows your mind effectively because you're like, I knew this is going to be hard, but I had no idea the mental aspect of how hard it was going to be and sometimes physical. And then you're left with just pieces, right? There's this like this shattering that happens of who you are and there's these pieces all around and you're not yet ready in the beginning to pick those pieces up and figure out what that looks like, but you know, you're different somehow. And then it's what I try to help my clients do is to find ways to pick those pieces up very slowly very on whatever pace that they need as a postpartum person to then come back to what is it inside of you that makes you you, right? Because we can so easily get locked into the parenting motherhood role. It happens not only in the individual, right, but in the couplehood as well. And I think that really doesn't get talked enough about, about that your identity as a couple changes through the birth as well. Hey mama, if you feel like all that I'm sharing with you here today makes complete sense for you, know that you are certainly not alone. There is a better way and it starts with nutrition. Go to mirandabauer.com slash nutrition for your comprehensive postpartum nutrition plan specific for healing your mind, body, and hormones in the years after birth. Enjoy. But on the motherhood side of things, you know, kind of, I like to, to use the archetypes as, as another sort of metaphor, right? So we talk about, you know, the sort of the mother or the parent archetype, and that is a very specific old role that we all have our narratives about what that's supposed to look like. We, we have to reconcile our own upbringings through stepping into these roles. And then it's so easy because it's such a consuming role to just get locked into it. And sometimes for a very long time. And I think what I'm seeing in our generation of parents is that they don't want that anymore. You know, that's how we were raised, how our parents' generation was raised, that like mothers were in the home and, and they did certain things and fathers were at work and they did certain things. And that all is like a generational trauma in a sense that carries through to the present parenting that we as providers are are supporting. And so for me, what really helped was remembering back to what something someone told me at my own mother blessing was. And this was my mentor at the time, um, someone who I deeply respect, Laura Catone, who um, ran the Artemis School and does many other amazing things. And she said, in, you know, everyone was going around sharing something. And she said, your maiden is your anchor. And that has really spoken to me throughout my own experience. And it's something that I share with my clients, both the primary, you know, the postpartum parent and the partner, because partners also need opportunities to 
spend time doing the things that they love and replenishing their energy and all of that. But, but for the primary person that I'm working for is the postpartum parent, you know, they need to, you know, it's, it's sort of a self care, right? It's like we talk about self care and it's like a whole thing now. And it's usually kind of superficial. But to me, the self care that's needed in the postpartum period is a deep look inward at who are you? Like, who are you now? What makes you you? What's that essential part that makes you Miranda, for example? And what, you know, what makes you happy? And let's start building that back into your life so that you're not locked into this role that feels limiting and all consuming. So you feel like a whole person. And, and that's, that's the identity work that we do through the process is like, what was that thing for you? And for me, it was writing. Definitely. Once I started writing again, I was like, oh, I just feel like me, like I'm me, you know, and I'm me and I'm more multifaceted now than I ever was because of having this new role as June's mother. It doesn't have to own. That's not my whole life. She's she's my world for sure, but she's not my whole life. And I don't want to set her up for a type of future mothering where she has sort of a martyrdom experience around it because that's we don't have to do that now. I think we're stepping away from that kind of identity as parents of like, we just have to give it all to our children. It's like, they need to see that we can be whole people who have multiple interests and passions and, and all of that, you know? Sorry. I just said a lot of things. (laughs) And and I'm completely with you on this. And so many things that, that are coming up as I'm sitting here, like listening to you speak, you know, postpartum has this unique ability to kind of shed all of the layers of who we are, all of the masks that we wear, all of the roles that we play, all of, you know, the things that we've grown up to believe in the generational beliefs and patterns that we have carried on as well. You know, we, we call postpartum this time of rawness and this time of vulnerability because so much of these layers are shed and who we are becomes more of a reality. And, you know, I, I often hear people say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who I am. Like, what am I doing here? Especially, you know, as the toddler progresses and gets a little bit older and we find a little bit more space to for ourselves. I often hear like, oh my gosh, who am I? How did I get here? What, like, I don't recognize this person anymore. And it's because we didn't have the opportunity to really explore that, that person of depth that came from the experience of releasing all of those layers and really understanding what was at the core. So it's not that you have lost yourself in the process, right? It's just that we have not gotten the support that we needed to truly understand who we were in the very beginning. Yeah. And it's not, no one's set up to have that process happen for them because it's not the way that this culture, I mean, I can only speak to this culture and this, this very flawed culture for postpartum families. You know, it's, it's a struggle to be in this space with people knowing that it could be a different way if it was all just built in differently. And if we had, a different narrative, but no one's setting them up really that what this is going to be about after is not so much about your baby. It's them too, you know, certainly, but that you're going to question your belief systems. You're going to question what your priorities are. 
And for some people, it can be a very radical shift in who they are. And that's very destabilizing and, and can be very traumatic. And, and, and I think there's no, there's just no container very often for people to say, you know what? Like, yes, of course I love my baby. And of course I'm so happy that I went through this process in a way, but nobody told me that I was going to feel like I, like, like something died, you know, in me. And, and the way I like to reframe that is it's not that, that, that part of you or that old you is, is gone forever. It's a layering process, right? It's like that you doesn't disappear, but it's going to become layered and enmeshed with this new version of yourself. It's like a really beautiful opportunity to rebirth yourself as something even more wonderful, you know, even more complex. It doesn't have to be like this, this full death of like, I'm never going to get to do that thing again. It's like, it feels that way in the beginning, right? Because you're just so locked into just, this is my whole life. This room, right? This bedroom is just my life right now. And it's like, you will, you will get outside again, you know? Why don't we just go outside actually right now and just see how that feels, right? Like little things like that just help you feel like a whole person. I, I remember just like wearing real pants. I was like, oh, I'm not wearing pajamas. <laughs> like, I feel so like me, you know? Um, but nobody, nobody's around for that really, except for those of us who are in this space. And I just hope, hope through our organization we just make more of us you know who who understand this process and who can deliver this kind of care and support to these postpartum families so that they're not lost i mean think of how our rates are postpartum depression and anxiety like if we if everybody had someone with them doesn't even have to be a professional but it's just someone who got this it would make such a difference you know so lots of passion for it though (laughs) Which we can all appreciate. And I know as the creator and co-owner of the Embodied Doula Training Organization, you support doulas and providing this kind of care and support that that doesn't really consist of housework or watching other children, right? Your focus is truly on offering support that expands a mother's ability to explore her own identity and settle into herself feeling more rested and and nurtured and secure how do we do that how do we bring that and hold that supportive container for the people that we serve i think it starts with you know really understanding the role because i think a lot of the doula trainings out there and i mean there's so many new ones that are that are so wonderful and i feel like we have some great colleagues in in some of these newer organizations but the sort of old paradigm, you know, was uh, quite superficial, I think, for on the birth side as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't learn really about the inner journey of birth either through those trainings. That was just witnessing the process and seeing that transformation and that breaking open really happening in real time. And so we wanted to integrate that into both trainings so that the, the doula feels capable of, of having these conversations and that the two main things around the postpartum person's care is their body care and doing that in a way that is, um, you know, drawing from global postpartum traditions. Because if you look at what the rest of the world does, there's very many similarities of wrapping people, giving them warming foods, hot teas, not bathing. You know, it's like you can just go down the list and be like, yes, they do that thing. They do that thing. And like, 
how can we bring in that in a way that feels culturally relevant to that person, that feels comfortable to them? And then on the other side, the coaching around um, their identity and their sexuality, their body image, their relationship. And so I hope that through the training, we give them some confidence that these are the primary things you're there to do. And we really load the the curriculum with that so much more than like, here's all the household stuff you're going to do. That's at the back. That's like at the very back of like, yeah, if you feel, if you have time, it's nice to fold some laundry. It's nice to play with the kids so that the parent can nurse or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. But we just stuck that. It's like this big compared to all this other stuff. So that, that it's emphasizing that this is the bulk of what you're doing. You are there to support the person's bodily healing, their mental and emotional state and identity transformation, the couple, because somebody needs to be there for that too, at least to just bring it up, speak to it. And then on the baby care side, um, really emphasizing um, what we call like your primal newborn and really helping families to understand who their baby is as a person and to really champion that the babies are people and, and giving them that humanity and not this sort of American, like babies are blobs kind of, uh, you know, mentality that's still sticking around in a lot of places. So those are the really foundational things that are important to us in, in that training. And I hope, yeah, just the con- the level of the content, the intimacy of the conversation that we have through the training and especially for those of our our trainees who are parents themselves, I think they really are like, oh, wow, like I really needed that, actually. And I didn't get that. And I hope that that imbues this this empathy in their expression of the work, because I think, you know, I think I was a good doula before I, I was a mom myself. But it really just shifted everything for me and to learn from that real bodily and spiritual emotional experience of it, you know. So, yeah, uh, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. yeah. And we've been talking and one of the reoccurring themes that has been coming up in these interviews is how our own story shapes our experiences and supporting other people through the journey as well. So it's a beautiful thing to, to witness over and over again and see that pattern. Zoe, what is one thing that you wish every birth and postpartum professional knew? I think I wish that they all knew to initiate these conversations because I think people are afraid to talk about this with people for fear of upsetting or, you know, certainly not wanting to re-traumatize, but I think it can be done in a way where it's, it's not, it just opens the conversation where you say, you know, not just how are you feeling really, you know, but like, in my experience as a provider, whatever kind of provider you are, you know, often new parents are navigating some feelings um, around their identity and that, that they they don't feel themselves. Is that something that you are experiencing that you might want to talk about? Like, just give them the opportunity because otherwise it might not always be something that they want to just freely give, you know, because it is such an internal process. So I would say, yeah, please do that for people because it really helps. It really, really helps. That's so beautiful. Where can we find you and and the embodied doula trainings? Let us know, you know, where you are on on social here. 
Okay. So my main website for Disney personally is thememphisdoula.com and embodieddoulatrainings.com is uh, the organization. And then you can find our social media for Embodied Doula Trainings, just, you know, Instagram, Facebook at Embodied Doula Trainings. And then my, um, my Instagram is just my name, Zoe Edkins. So it's, it's pretty easy to find me. Yeah. Beautiful. And we have all of those links below this video. So for all of those uh, of you who are watching and want to explore more about this topic and plenty more, especially in regards to being a doula and how to encompass, um, this, this identity and, and really take your training to the next level. You can find Zoe and the embodied doula trainings at the links below. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the bottom of my heart. I love this conversation and I know so many people are going to resonate with it as well. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and taking the time to learn about how to support your body in deep healing. We don't do this work just for us or for you. Your healing impacts your children, your relationships, and your community. We do this work because the health and vibrancy of our world begins with its mothers. I hope you have taken some valuable information today and applied it to your own life. If you aren't sure where to begin, reach out about working together one-on-one or at minimum learning about my postpartum nutrition plan, which is where I start every single one of my clients. And you can do that by going to mirandabauer.com. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know by leaving a review and we will see you next time.